book of Samuel, chapter 22, and I want you to also open up, temporarily anyway, to Psalm chapter 18. Which Samuel, brother? 2 Samuel. 22. This is the Song of David. And remember, we're not for sure when it was actually written because the last bit of 2 Samuel has been things, historical facts told, but not in specific order or given dates. What chapter 2 Samuel? 22. And Psalm 18. If you look at Psalm 18, the title section right above it, uh, where it says to the chief musician, it says a Psalm of David, the servant of the Lord, who spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the days that the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And he said, all right. Now, if you just hold your finger there and go back to 2 Samuel 22, that's almost a direct quote from verse 1 of 2 Samuel 22. David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. It was definitely a song of rejoicing and acknowledging God and David spoke openly of God's grace and mercy upon him at the same time he goes through all these things he had to face as he was becoming king of Israel I think possibly it's just a thought in Psalm 18 where it says, I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. I wonder if David hasn't gotten greater insight and greater strength and said, I better add this to it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I've grown in the Lord and my worship should be more than just me singing a song, but me understanding it and, and really, truly meaning it. And so... uh if you go through Psalm 18, it's almost word for word, but there are a, a couple of little differences. And I think it's kind of like this. Uh, for example, Moses wrote Deuteronomy 32, a song unto God. Let's read just a few verses here in Deuteronomy 32. He says, Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak, and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall drop as the rain, my speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. Because I published the name of the Lord, ascribe ye greatness unto God. And in the very next verse, he says, He is the rock, His work, is perfect for all his ways are judgment a god of truth and without iniquity just and right is he if you go back to second samuel 
Look at David's first words in his song. It says, or, and he said, The Lord my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, the God of my rock, in Him will I trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower, my refuge, my Savior. Thou savest me from violence. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. Notice how that balances out. Moses, though his song wasn't said, all right, I want it put in the book of Psalms now, just like the song you sang before. It's as much the Word of God and a lot of the context is the same. It's honor unto God. It's recognizing God. Praising God. Being joyful to the Lord. And we could go through a lot that Moses had went to, but remember what David had gone through. <laughs> Look, when, when it says there in that first verse back in Samuel 22, he says, The Lord hath delivered me out of the hand of all mine enemies and out of the hand of Saul. You remember how David had to hide and run and be in the cleft and things and constantly somebody was trying to come after his life. David at this sometime wrote this song saying, I've run from enemies. I've had to keep from Saul. God delivered me from all that. And I think if you read this whole psalm and go through it, he's saying there's no need to be worrying about things and suffering about things if you're a child of God. Because again, verse 2, notice all the pronouns. My, my, my. How would we feel if we looked on God and in, in Christ in every of that aspect? He said, the Lord, my rock. Who's protecting me? Who's keeping me up on the cliff? It's God. We're in His hand. Amen. Notice also, He says, my, my fortress. He's the wall around me. He's the one that protects the enemies from even being able to find me sometimes. So they'd be so close. <laughs> they can't even touch me. Why? Because I'm good? No, because God. And that's the way David felt. You remember when he was even a young shepherd boy being called of God. He even felt like, oh, what am I doing? I'm just a shepherd boy. <laughs> and through all this experience of things, David's speaking what we ought to be speaking. And I think my opinion is, he didn't sing this song just once. <laughs> because the way it says there in the first verse, him out of the hand of all his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. I, my personal opinion is I think he, he, he spoke this when he was delivered from Saul and when it came time for war or the time the Philistines and all them would come after him, here would be the song he would have in his heart and mind. Lord, I'm helpless. I'm nothing in myself, but look what you've done. You're my rock. You're my fortress. Notice also, in Him will I trust. Not in myself. Not in what men can do. Not what my army can do. But my life is in God's hands. Amen. He says, 
He is my shield. My protector, even from arrows I don't even realize are coming. All these uh, utensils he's referring to or things he's talking about show how that David felt God's protection was more than you and I can even come up with. (laughs) We couldn't protect ourselves that much. He says, and the horn of what? My salvation. That word horn indicates the power and the strength like the horns of a rushing ram would come. Scatter people. Get get out of His way. He says, even when that comes, God's the ram in front of me. (laughs) He's the one they've got to get through to get to me. Now the Lord permitted some things and allowed things in David's life, but if you read on even further and on in some other aspects, David come to realize it was because God anointed him king. God was training him, getting him broke in in many ways, and causing him to have all that much more strength and boldness because God was with him. And oh, how often we take on something or somebody. I'll show you. No, Lord, <laughs> be here. <laughs> Lord, be my strength. Be my wall. Be my garrison. Be my high tower. I may not even be able to handle anything. Get me up away from it. Keep them from reaching even me. You know, I tell you what, as great as David was, that takes a humble spirit. But yet one that knows the grace of God. And a lot of times our prayers have not much to do with praise. (laughs) It's Lord, I want, or I need, or do this. It's Lord, I'm yours. Period. Notice he says, My refuge, my Savior, thou savest me from violence. I'm not in control of it. We talk about sometimes, even here today, about this wicked world we're beginning to experience all the more. But I'm not worried. It's not because I'm great or I'm good or I know what to do or I carry my weapon here or do stuff. It's because it's God's in control of it all. He'll take care of us if we are like David. So these songs commemorate God's overall deliverances that David had received, had experienced. The horn of salvation for us is even referred to in the New Testament. Paul mentions some other things too, but also Hebrews 2 verse 13, it says this, Again I will put my trust in Him, and again, behold, I and the children which God hath given me. We see this positive spirit that we ought to have. Our trust is in God, not everything else, and not things going on around about us, not even things we can control. And we should have experienced at least a couple of times God's sovereignty and grace in our lives. So notice now uh, a couple of things here. Verse 5. Uh, verse 4, he says, I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so shall I be saved when? 
from mine enemies. You know, sometimes I, I take that verse to imply this. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised when, the second part, so shall I be saved from mine enemies. <laughs> In the time of the hardships or the threats or the stirring up. That's as much time to praise God and be looking to Him. Now go go to verse 5. God's deliverance of David experience. Now one note I want to make about this. Uh, this is poetic and a lot of the language is figurative. And because, for instance, if you look at verse 16... Uh, the last part, or second part, it says, at the rebuking of the Lord, at the blast of the breath of His nostrils. Now we know God doesn't have any nose, <laughs> don't we? So He's expressing some things, but He's using some figurative, picture, poetic uh, things said to us. So, so, you know, I don't know how you are. I have a hard time explaining things sometimes or saying the right words. You know, somebody asks you about God, you, you, well, wait a minute now, let me think about this. How can I say it? David, sometimes he can't express enough of it. He can't even, he, he just got to say it in poetic terms. So look, look at verse 5, for example. When the waves of death compass me, the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. I got bothered. The sorrow of hell compassed me about. That is, the grave was there. Almost he felt like he could could die. The snares of death prevented me. Was there when I was there. Look at... uh, uh, that word prevented means it tightened around him. Doesn't mean he avoided it or anything. It means it tightened him. Notice what he says the snares of death tightened me. They were coming after me every way they could. They were going to put me in the grave as fast as they could. They were rebelling. They did not want me. And so David says this in verse 7. In my distress, at that time all this was happening, he says, I called upon the Lord. And then he says, and cried to my God. You know that word word called means I prayed. (laughs) That word cried means I yelled for help. (laughs) You know, sometimes we pray to God and ask Him something and say, Lord... Will you take care of this? Will you help me? This? But when they got so out of, oh, what they're going to kill me. They're wanting to kill me. I can't even get away from them. Lord, save me. That's a little bit more to heart, wasn't it? <laughs> exactly. And so there's times we pray and sincerely seek God, but there's times we seek the Almighty. And we're not just being honorable to Him. We're not just letting our requests be made known. We're pleading, God, please intervene. It's all in Your hand. And so, verse 8. Now here's His description. 
Here's God's here's his description of God's response. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations of the heaven moved and shook because he was wroth, angry. Amen. God was not angry at David. He was angry at those enemies. And David said, I prayed for God's help. And guess what? God's wrath started to, started to show. Look at verse 9. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth devoured. Coals were kindled by it. I can't describe all that, but it was like Mount Sinai almost. You remember the fire that came down and the clouds that covered it up. And you remember what Israel did. They all ran, oh, oh, stay away from us. David is saying, Lord, you presented yourself and put the fear in them. I couldn't even try to... And it's not because I couldn't. It's because they're under your wrath. Your condemnation. And that's what's going to matter. Not how I feel. God, you get the honor from, from it all. So, God's great displeasure, David realized. And he was trying to, to describe it in ways that God can walk even on evil men without giving it much strength at all. Look at verse 11 now. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly, and he was seen upon the wings of the wind. And he made darkness, darkness pavilions, that means like covering, uh, round about him, dark waters and thick clouds uh, in the skies. Through the brightness... Before him were coals of fire kindled. Nothing stands in the way of God. Nothing. It doesn't matter. Man can do nothing against the storms that were coming upon them. Look look at uh, verse 12. He made darkness, pavilions, about dark waters, thick clouds of the sky. What can man do? Absolutely nothing. What can they do when God comes? Absolutely nothing. Talk about it maybe. <laughs> that, 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 that's probably about it. Look also at, at uh, the lightnings. Coals of fire kindled. Look at verse 14. The Lord thundered from heaven and the Most High uttered His voice and He sent out arrows, scattered them, lightning, and discomfited them. The channels of the sea appeared. The foundations of the world were discovered at the rebuking of the Lord. How in the world all of a sudden wet land becomes dry land and dry land becomes wet land and all the stormy activities going on? What can man do about it? Absolutely nothing. And what does David do? He steps back and says, Lord, (laughs) it's you. I have no fear. (laughs) You'll take care of me. You'll get rid of those enemies. Because it's not me they really are against. It's you. But notice the last part of verse 16. And this is how I took this, but 
He says, at the blast of the breath of his nostrils. Now just close your mouth and just breathe through your nose. Does that seem like much power to you? And how many times a day do you breathe? And you got to think about it. Oh, I got to breathe. Oh, I got to breathe. I got to breathe. He says God's power was so much so that it was like him <laughs> just letting his air out. Just stirring man up. That doesn't mean he raised his hands. That doesn't mean he did anything physical. He just... <laughs> That's how powerful God is. And David's saying, my enemies, I'm afraid of them. I can't handle them. But God can. And all he's got to do is... (laughs) And he he can take care of them. But also some other things. Verse 17. He sent from above. He took me. He drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them that hated me, for they were too strong for me. David experiences God's hand. And he says in verse 19, the last part, but the Lord was my stay, my support. (laughs) He was the one that kept me. Verse 20, David's clear conscience about this. It says this, He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because He delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanness of my hands. Hath He recompensed me? For I kept the ways of the Lord and have done, have not, and have not wickedly departed from my God, for all his judgments were before me, and as for his statutes, I did not depart from them. I was also upright before him, and have kept myself from mine iniquity. Therefore the Lord hath recompensed me according to my righteousness, according to my cleanness in eye, uh, in his eyesight, with the merciful Thou wilt show thyself merciful, and with the upright man thou wilt show thyself upright. With the pure thou wilt show thyself pure, and with the forward thou wilt show thyself unsavory. And the afflicted people thou wilt say, but thine eyes are upon the haughty that thou mayest bring them down. So what's David saying here? He's not bragging on anything. Some people say in verse 21, for example, the Lord rewarded me. That means I was a good guy. I did this. I st- no, it just simply means the Lord rewarded me or gave unto me according to my righteousness. In other words, if I wasn't a child of God, if I wasn't under the grace of Almighty God, He could have, and rightly so, done something wrong to me or something terrible unto me. But instead, He was protecting me because I'm one of His. (laughs) I'm a child of God. A child of the King. Notice, for example, 
these things. Though not perfect like like Christ, David did strive to serve and live for the Lord. But for example, look at 22. For I have kept the ways of the Lord. He had to be in the Word of God, didn't he? He had to have that before him. He had to get into it. He persevered in living for the Lord. He persevered despite all the aggravations. Oh, why is God allowing this? If He loved me, how come He didn't do this? How come this is going on? How come these enemies are coming at me? David never did that. He grew, he grew faint sometimes physically. But he never said, Lord, why are you doing this? <laughs> he says in verse 24, I have kept myself from mine iniquity. I think he's saying, I may have had a thought, or I may have possibly thought about saying something, but I wouldn't even say a word, much less do anything. Because back in verse 23, for all his judgments were before me, and as for his statutes, I did not depart from them. Therefore the Lord, verse 25, hath recompensed me. David's guidance was the word of God. He refused to do things wrong. He would not even go against Saul. Would not take Saul into his own hands though he had opportunity. He would not gripe and complain about being outnumbered and such things as this. David preserved himself from temptation. Because his heart and mind was on God first and not doing things his own way. Verse 25. Therefore the Lord hath recompensed me. In other words, I think uh, he, he, here he's praising God for his intervening for him and being there for him and such things as this. So verse 25. 29, for thou art my lamp, O Lord, and the Lord will lighten my darkness. Yes, we have the Word of God. And people can mechanically read it. I I can remember when guys would say, well, I read the whole book of so-and-so today. My question is, would you get anything from it? (laughs) So David's saying... I know thy word, Lord. But then he goes on in verse 29, For thou art my lamp, O Lord. You lit me up. (laughs) You gave me understanding. It's you because I can even understand things I couldn't on my own. And so in verse 30 on down, he rehearses God's deliverances. Let's just read a couple of these. Okay, we'll just read a couple of these. Uh, Verse 30 again. For by thee I have run through a troop. By my God have I leaped over a wall. (laughs) As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust in Him. There's that (laughs) bull or that ram in front of those. For who is God? Save the Lord. Who is a rock? 
save our God. There is none other. <laughs> he is the only rock. He is the only God. That's why in verse 33, God is my strength and power, and He maketh my way mature or perfect. I ain't no better than any of you. If it wasn't for the Lord, <laughs> I'd be jumping around crazy and doing all kinds of saying all kinds of things. But what's He say there? God is my strength and power. It's because of Him. He maketh my way mature. I, the only, even in grace of knowing God, even the grace of knowing the Lord Jesus Christ, even in knowing how to be uh, calm and wait on the Lord, it all comes from God's delivering His salvation unto us. Look at verse 34. God made David like a deer. He made my feet like hinds feet and setteth me upon my high places. I wonder if David's, you know, you've often heard somebody tell you, jump as high as you can. I think maybe David ended up in places he couldn't dream of. And he got to places where only a deer could, could have gotten to. God kept him protected. God blessed him in many ways. And so, verse 36 Thou hast also given me the shield of my salvation, and thy gentleness hath made me great. Thou hast enlarged my steps under me, so that my feet did not slip. Lord, even every step I was able to take was because of your grace, Amen. your guidance. You were my rock. You were my salvation. You were my all in all. And it's only because of you <laughs> I haven't done anything like backsliding or going other ways. Look at the verse. He even quotes in verse 32, For who is God? Save the Lord. Who is a rock? Save our Savior. 1 Samuel 2, 2. Hannah said this, the same words when God gave her a son. So David's able to be a warrior and protecting and being gentle toward David. God has been. And who's David? <laughs> to him, he's only a man under the grace of Almighty God. Great foes, look at verse 38. I have pursued mine enemies and destroyed them and turned not again until I had consumed them. I have consumed them and wounded them that they could not arise. Yea, they are fallen under my feet. Look at all this he's saying going on. And even in verse 40, Thou hast girded me with strength to battle. Them that rose up against me hast thou subdued under me. And here look at uh, verse 41 Thou hast also given me the neck of mine enemies that I might destroy them that hate me. They looked, but there was none to save, even unto the Lord. But he answered them not. Uh oh. 
Then did I beat them as small as the dust of the earth. I did stamp them as the mire of the street and did spread them abroad. You talk about great victories over great foes. David was experiencing that because of God. And verse 37 and 38, to me again, God furnished David with what he needed and gave him the strength to go on. Verse 44, look there. Thou also hast cast from me the strivings of what? My people. See, things weren't always peaceful with David, even at home, were they? (laughs) Even with the people he was with. But who kept him? God. And David knew that. He realized that. And he was praising God for for even that kind of thing. Verse 45 and 46. Strangers shall submit themselves unto me. As soon as they hear, they shall be obedient unto me. Strangers shall fade away. They shall be afraid out of their close places. And if we go through the history... There were kings that surrendered to David. There were people that surrendered to David. They were made his servants, his slaves. But verse 47, I want to go on here. The Lord liveth and blessed be my rock. And exalted be the God of the rock of my salvation. God, you get all the credit you ought to, I want to acknowledge you and you only. Verse 48. It is God that avengeth me and that bringeth down the people under me and that bringeth me forth from my enemies. Thou also hast lifted me up on high above them that rose up against me. Thou hast delivered me from the violent man. Now verse 50 and 51. Here's what I think ought to apply to us a lot. Therefore, I will give thanks unto thee, O Lord, among the heathen, and I will sing praises unto thy name. I looked it up because I wasn't for sure uh, how he might be saying that. But among the heathen, the word implies there while even talking to them even having a conference or a meeting with them, confessing to them. In other words, I'm not going to keep my mouth shut. (laughs) And whoever I come in contact with, they're going to know, O Lord, I give thanks unto Thee, and I will sing praises unto Your name. Not look how great we are or look how great the United States is, and the way people praise things. He says, only you, your name, is what I will present before others. And in verse 51, He is the tower of salvation for His King. He showeth mercy to His anointed, unto David and to His seed forevermore. Two applications to that seed. He could be referring to the Lord Jesus Christ because He will be the King, but I think He could also be referring to every believer truly saved. 
we ought to be thankful to God and praising Him for all that He's done for us. Exactly. All right, Brother Gum, I'm, I'm done.